Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. If you're new to this type of work, we suggest you start with episode one and move forward from there. Each episode builds on the last and you'll have a solid understanding of the spiritual world by the time that you get to the end. Now, if you're further along in your journey, you can start at episode 98. And if you're ready to step into being a spiritual practitioner or teacher yourself, uh, then episode 200 is going to be the best place for you to start. So wherever you are in your journey, we're here to help guide you to the next level. With me, as always, to share her insights and her wisdom is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jules. How are you? R- running like a chick with my head cut off, but other than that, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> we love it. We love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> you know, putting out fires over here, igniting some fires over here, just stirring the pot in the middle. I mean, it's a typical day. <laughs> hey, you know, it's all good, right? I think we've all been there. Little overachiever stuff running around there. Yeah. I had a conversation with my husband about that this morning. I was like, you know, I think maybe launching three things at once is a bad idea. (laughs) How about we do one? (laughs) Then we'll do another one, you know? Just do one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the problem with having too many things I have to say. (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're this close. In fact, by the time this episode airs, we will definitely have launched the Ascend Business Coaching Program. And so... Very cool. Yes, I'm very excited. So you guys are going to get a little taste of that today uh, because we have a guest with us and we're going to walk her through some of the things that I will be talking about on the Ascend Program. 
and it's designed for spiritual entrepreneurs who are ready to get their energetics in alignment with their business and therefore make more money and do so in a more aligned way. So uh, with that said, Rose Eldreth has been so kind to join us on our program today. Uh, and I, I, you know, I know we're not doing a lot of shoot the shit for the beginning here, but uh, I had a feeling this was going to be a longer conversation. Anytime we're doing coaching, I try to give as much as I humanly can. Uh, and so uh, let, I want to just get us started on this. So Rose, welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. So can you give our listeners a little uh, bit of your journey thus far and, you know, the things that worked, the things that didn't work, because I know you just closed down one thing and you're starting to to lean into your other thing. So um, just give them an idea because I want people to understand that just because some one thing doesn't work doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. And so I think you're going to be inspirational in that regard. So so if you can give them a little little uh, taste of what's been happening for you, that would be great. Sure. Um, last year, I launched a physical practice. Um, I'm a licensed counselor myself uh, and I also do spiritual counseling. Uh, and I had this grand vision of having all of these practitioners under me and kind of a collaborative of massage therapists and holistic practitioners and shamans and uh, acupuncturists. And it turns out that uh, being the introvert that I am and having a physical building uh, really was uh, in conflict. Um, uh, the overwhelming business things and marketing and community appearances was just way too much on top of a full-time job. So all of the business things were really taking their toll on me, uh, both spiritually, physically, emotionally. So uh, it was basically a 10-year business plan that I just uh, burnt. Uh, so <laughs> I decided to go virtual. I tried doing Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. I just... Um, it just doesn't bring me joy. And I'm trying to turn toward things that bring me joy, uh, which is just more one-on-one -on -one with my clients and our guides. Awesome. So, and I just want to tell you guys, there's, there's no shame in going down a path and discovering that the path isn't for you. That's actually part of the journey, right? We, we have to know what we don't want and what we do want. And we find out what we don't want by doing it and going, oh, well, this sucks. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I've done that. And Rose has done that. We've all done that, right? So I just want you to, to recognize that if one thing didn't work, it doesn't mean that you don't get to do this, right? Try something else. If one thing is overwhelming or too much or, you know, whatever, great. Don't do that, right? It's just information. It's not failure. It's just information. It's like, oh, I hate this. I started a retail store. You know what? I hated it. <laughs> I really did. I hated everything to do with it. I had it for like a year and a half. And I hated inventory. And I hated ordering. And I hated dusting the shelves. And I hated re-merchandising. And I, uh, I hated retail. <laughs> like, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm done. Right? So, you know, there's no shame in it. You just got to know and acknowledge and let it go and move on to the thing that feels more in alignment with you, right? So, Rose, you're in a place now where you're looking to do one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So um, you and I had a little uh, communication while well, you, you told Heather what you were looking for and Heather told me. And um, Heather's my assistant, guys, in case you don't know that. So, uh, and so basically what it sounds like you're doing is, uh, well, why don't you describe for the audience what you're doing? Because I want, I want to hear it in your words. It's a combination of traditional counseling and spiritual counseling. I kind of connect with my guides and their guides and get information on what's a negative pattern, a negative belief. Um, but it's rooted in, in anxiety. Almost all of my clients come to me. They're either victims of narcissistic abuse or high achieving, high anxiety women. Uh, and they just don't want to run the rat race anymore. They don't want to go a hundred miles an hour anymore. Um, so I kind of help them identify what's causing the anxiety and what's the, the false belief or the fears behind that. And I kind of lead them into foundational deconstruction uh, in a supportive way. And we look at the energetics of their anxiety and their fears and where their blocks may be. Um, and then I, I lead them kind of through visualizations like what does that block look like? Or what does that fear look like? What is it physically? Uh, and they kind of describe it and they talk to it. And then whatever method I'm led to help them through it would be either uh, tapping or a meditation. And so we kind of just go from there. It's very unstructured. It's whatever is coming through at that moment. And then usually if the client is in tune with their guides, like they get information too. And it's just a safe environment where we can talk about spiritual stuff. That is a great description of the what you do. So what is the outcome that the client gets? Uh, connection to spirit, uh, reduced anxiety. They start changing their outlook on life. Um, they're looking for more joy, more calm. So instead of, you know, what do I have to do and go, 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 they're more in the moment, more mindful. Um, and they kind of things that used to be important are no longer important. And they kind of shift their perspectives. So I heard you talk about a couple of different groups. I'm going to focus on the overachieving high powered women because that's the one that you sort of landed on talking about. Um, and so what I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase what you just said. Okay. First thing I'm going to do, we're going to do a little coaching here. First thing I'm going to say is you need to take the words kind of, sort of, and you know, out of your language. Okay. And the reason we do that is because it makes us sound unsure of ourselves. Are you unsure of yourself and your ability to deliver? No. No. So we don't want you to sound that way. Right. So uh, as women, we have been taught to uh, lessen ourselves by saying, well, kind of, sort of, maybe, you know, blah, 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 talk around the bush, you know, not make it too declarative because that's guy's land. Right. But the problem is, is that guy's land is also confidence land. <laughs> and so we need to, to land our language in confidence land. And so we want to make sure that our conversations are very declarative, very solid, very, you know, when we're talking about things, we are really clear about what it is that we're delivering. I highly encourage people when you are getting ready to deliver a message to somebody and talk about what it is that you do. I want you to sit in front of a mirror and say it over and over and over and over and over and over again until your language settles 
into a solid space and it rolls off your tongue like no tomorrow. You don't even have to think about it. You just go blah, 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 blah. This is, this is what I do. This is the benefit of what I do. This is why you want it, right? And, you know, that sort of thing. And to make it as clear and simple as possible, clear declarative sentences, not really long conversational sentences. And you've got the same problem that I have with my higher end people that I work with, which is I got a lot of tools in my toolbox, right? And you have a lot of tools in your toolbox. And you're like, well, we might go here. We might go there. We might do the other thing, blah, 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 right? And the people that we market to are people who want to know. We want to know everything. We want to understand everything. I need to experience. I need to chew on it for a long time until I decide if it's for me. Right. That's our thing. Right. And so, you know, you've got this problem of, well, you know, what I do is what shows up in the moment. And then they go, well, what, what, what does that mean? How much, what, what is that? And how is that work? Right. Okay. So you have to be able to say it without saying it. Right. Say it in a way that feels solid. So they don't go, well, what does that mean? But without going into the, well, it could be this or it could be that or it could be the other thing because that feels unsolid, right? You see, see what I'm saying? So what you need to say is something like, so, so the marketing piece is, uh, are you an overachiever burned out on the rat race, <laughs> but you can't seem to get yourself to get into stillness and quiet and mindfulness. And, you know, your brain just goes a million miles a minute and there is no slowing down as much as you want peace and joy. You, your anxiety, your desire to do kicks back in every time you take a breath. If this is you and you want out of this cycle, I'm your girl, right? <laughs> Come see me, right? That that's a marketing piece for that, right? And so that was the piece that you started with. And you can do variations on a theme from there. And anything your clients have talked to you about repeatedly can be a variation on a theme with that. You want to say, is this you? Then come and see me, right? I can fix it. You know, together we can work, we can work through it. So uh, on the on the discovery call on the, the conversation that you're having with them about what it is that you do and why you do it, then what you're going to say is, so here's the situation. And what you want to do is you want to describe the structure of what's happening. Okay. So if you've ever taken my quiz, and I know you've taken the quiz, we talked about that. So if you've taken the quiz of, are you ready for shadow? You know, what's your shadow work readiness score, right? Um, that quiz will define for people what stage of their personal growth process they're in and why and what to do about it right? That's, that's defining the structure. Does it solve the problem? No, it doesn't. But it does give them the structure and make them understand where they are and why they're there and how they get to the next step, right? So what you want to do on your call is you want to define the structure of what it is that you're going to do with your client, okay? So your client comes in, we're going to have a consultation session where we're going to identify what your particular blocks are, what is what is true for you? What limiting beliefs are there? And then from there, we're going to go through a series of processes. And then that's going to depend on what the block is and in how you operate personally. But I have a bunch of different ways that we will come at this. And we will take the process that's right for you, walk you through that process. And that process is likely going to be a combination of psychological and energetic processes. 
to get you to the other side. And they go, well, what does that mean? You know, well, we might do a guided meditation or we might do a tapping process. You know, it's really going to be dependent upon what your your particular blocks are. So I customize this specifically for you so that it is exactly what you need. So if you've tried something in the past and it didn't work for you, we will take that off the docket. No problem. We're going to pick the path that works for you. And this is going to be specifically customized to you because we're working a one-on-one. You're not going to be lost in a group. You're not going to be stuck in a, in a course. You're not going to be doing any of this stuff. You're working one-on-one with me and we will get you through. My job is to get you through to the other side. And you hear how solid I am when I'm saying this, right? It's like bangity, bangity, bang. It's all about how you deliver it, right? Because you want your voice to reflect your inner confidence, I can say it like this because I am confident and I know that these things are true, right? So what you need to do is get really solid in your confidence and begin to speak in more declarative ways, okay? So, and the reason that you're sort of, you know, a little over here and a little over there is because you haven't said this a lot. I I haven't said it a lot either, but I've done a lot of work around finding my declarative voice. And so I can do this very quickly and easily because I've spent 25 years doing it, right? So when you sit down in front of that mirror and you start stating it over and over and over and over again, you're going to find that your language really clarifies. It really gets down to your language. I'm a big fan of not creating a script, okay? What I want you to do is create bullet points that you want to cover with each person, and say, these are the bullet points that I'm going to cover in my discussion of what I'm doing. And then I want you to naturally come to a place where the language comes into form for you. This is going to take days of sitting in front of the mirror for an hour at a time and doing this over and over and over again. Okay. But over the course of days and, and, you know, do it into the mirror until you can't do it into the mirror anymore and then do it to a friend. Okay. Make somebody else listen to you and make them ask questions. Okay. Preferably somebody in your target market. Right. And then have them ask questions and you're going to need to tweak some of the language because you're going to have said things that are going to hit people wrong. And you want them to give you honest feedback. You, you will have, you know, titrated it down to, to language that you feel really good about because you've said it a lot. And then they're going to say, Oh, does that mean this? And you're going to be like, No, that's not what I meant. Okay. It's okay. It's part of the process. This is why we do it with another person. Okay. And then you re- restructure the language, practice that until it's grooved. And then you get to the point because it, there's, there's multiple reasons to do this. One is that it, it makes you sound better to the client. Uh, but it also makes you more confident because you can listen better when you're not thinking about what you're going to say. When you know what your sales pattern is, you don't have to think about it. Now you can just be present to what they're saying and be fully engaged in the conversation rather than worried about, oh, did I say that right? Am I going to do this right? Whatever, right? And so that's another piece of the puzzle there, right? And so it really serves you to do that process, Okay. Now I'm going to talk to you. Um, Do you have any questions about that? No, that sounds fantastic. Okay. So the next piece I want to talk to you about is pricing. So what is your, how are you pricing yourself? 150 an hour. Okay. So I'm going to say, don't price by the hour. Okay. 
it's much easier to sell an outcome than an hourly rate. Okay. So think about the clients that you've worked with in the past. How long does it take you to get a solid shift for them? Six months to a year. Okay. So then you need to sell a a six month to a year long process. Okay. You're going to sell them a process to get them from point A to point B in that period of time. Okay. Now, six months to a year, what's the differential in between those two people? Their willingness to put things into practice and the different blocks are sometimes associated with trauma that take a little bit more time to work through. Okay. So is there an energetic process? So for me, I would do an energy scan to determine what the blocks were that we're dealing with. And I would have a conversation designed to tell me whether or not they're a doer in order for me to know whether I'm selling them a six-month package or a year-long package, right? Because if you know that those are the factors that determine the difference, then if you know it's going to take somebody longer, you sell them the longer package. You say, look, for you... Given what you're dealing with, with your your blocks and your traumas and, and whatever, and given that you tend to be a resistor, right? And you can ask them questions that, that they'll, they'll identify themselves, right? Anybody who's conscious is going to be able to say, yeah, I'm not really a fast implementer or yeah, I'm really a fast implementer. I am on it, right? And you say, okay, you know, give me, give me an idea of who you are. And then based on that, you say, okay, I think this is going to take, this process is going to take six months or this process is going to take a year. And the price to do this for six months is X amount of dollars, right? Now, how often are you meeting them for that price? Uh, Some are monthly and some are every other week. I usually ask them when it fits into their schedule to come back and they kind of dictate that based on their schedules. Okay. So I'm going to say, stop doing that too. Okay, you're, you're the practitioner, you're the person who is telling them what they need to do to get better. The more you take control, the safer they feel. Okay, so what is the optimal path for someone to make progress in your coaching with them? At least twice a month. Is four times a month or three times a month better than twice a month? What is the optimal path? Again, I think it goes back to how much time they have to invest in the, in the change that we had discussed that week. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a secret. If you give somebody homework, they don't do it until the night before it's due. (laughs) That is inevitably the case. Okay, so, you know, and I'm assuming that you're doing half an hour to an hour calls. Is that right? Yes. Hour. Um, I, I would challenge you to question whether or not you can get the same amount of work done in half an hour. I often find that if you give people less time, they get more clarity faster. So just be aware of that. So the, so optimal is twice a month. Yes. Or more for your purposes, not, not worrying about their time because their time, you know, making an hour a week is not that big of a deal. I don't care who you are. If, if something is important to you, you can find an hour a week for it. Okay. So the question then becomes, what is the optimal path in terms of how much change? Cause people can only take in so much change at a time right? So what is the optimal path for change based on the work that you're doing with them? I would still every other week. Yeah. All right. So your, your program is every other week. And that's just what it is. Okay. So ask yourself this, are the people who are taking a year, the ones who are only coming in once a month? Yes. Okay. So then your program is six months every other week. 
Okay. <laughs> That's just how it is. Okay. So, um, so if we're doing six months at every other week, right, let's just do the math. So before I do this math, what I want you to do is I want you to think about what is the benefit that you're delivering to them. And I want you to feel into the energetic of that delivery. And I want you to feel into the, I mean, the people that you're working with, I'm assuming are high income earners. Yes. Okay. So they're high income earners. So what percentage of their current monthly income would it be worth to them to do this work, to have this be different? Close your eyes and ask your higher self. Don't get into your head. Ask your higher self. 10%. Okay. 10%. And if they are... So when you say high income earners, what are we talking? 150, 200,000? That would be my guess. Okay. So let's say 175. Okay. 175 divided by 12 is 14,000 divided by... Or times times 10% is 1458 dollars a month. Okay. That's 10% of their monthly income. So that's $1,500 a month. Breathe. (laughs) Okay. If you can take their lives from a living hell to serenity, that's totally worth 10% of their income. Right? Okay. The the challenge is if you don't charge enough, you're charging 1% of their income for an hour. So 2% for two hours right now, okay? The challenge is people value things based on the percentage of income, okay? If something is too cheap, they don't don't pay any attention to it, okay? It's like somebody who makes $3,000 a month paying, what's 1% of that? Three bucks for something, okay? Do you value that? No, you don't value that, right? It's the same thing. You just you have to look at it as a percentage of income because that's how the value is established, right? But if you pay three hundred dollars for something and you make three grand a month, that you're that's like oh, that's that's real money, right? You see the difference? Yes. Yeah. So you want to set your pricing based on, and I think ten percent is a good number. That feels that feels right to me. Um, you want to set your pricing based on that number. Uh, as a percentage of their income, right? So the average income, obviously, right? So, you know, now you're looking at two calls a month for $1,500 a month on a six-month program. So that's a whole difference in lifestyle, right? Yeah. But you're delivering an outcome. So you have the option if at the end of six months, they're not where you want them to be, you're making $1,500 a month You've got the option to say, hey, I'm going to gift you an extra month or two of time because I don't feel like I got you where I wanted to get you. And then they go, oh, now that's huge value for that gift. But you had the extra money coming in so you could afford to do that. See the big difference between that and 150 bucks an hour? I do. Yeah. And you're guaranteeing an outcome. You're like, I will get you there in six months or I will work with you for free until we do. And that solves my my other barrier that I was going to bring up is like, I didn't know how to get from doing one-on-one hourly sessions to being able to leave my not-so-nice full-time job because I couldn't see that. <laughs> so that makes it more doable. Yeah. 
And this is the thing, right? Because the other thing you want to make sure of, especially when you're doing one-on-one work, is you want to make sure that your hourly rate is not going to put you in a position where you're working 50, 60 hours a week to pay your bills, which I see a lot of people do. A lot of people set themselves up for that, right? When you sell an outcome, you sell something that's higher value so you can charge more. When you're doing an hourly rate, I mean, I know people who've been in therapy for 20 years, you know, they've been doing therapy for 20 years, pay an hourly rate. They haven't had an outcome. You know, I mean, they've had little outcomes along the way, but clearly they're not done because they're still in therapy 20, 20 years later. Right. So, you know, you've, when you sell an outcome, it's worth more money. You know, it also means that you're not there to string them along and keep your monthly payments going. So you have a higher trust value because you're delivering an outcome. And so that's the other piece of the puzzle, right? Now, that means you also have to vet your clients really carefully. Because if you're going to deliver an outcome and say, or I'll work with you free until you do, you better really vet your clients to make sure that they're doers. Okay. And in the first month, if they do not follow through on their doing, you need to refund their money and tell them they're not ready. Okay. Because you don't want to be on the hook working with the, the, the time suck person who refuses to do anything forever. Right. So you got to really vet your clients and you got to be willing to fire a few if they don't do their work. And you need to be really clear with them. Look, you have to do your work. This first month is our trial time together. If you, because I'm promising you an outcome. And if you don't do the work, I can't promise you anything, right? So you got to do the work. If you don't do the work in this first month, I'm going to fire you as a client. So you need to make your expectations really solid because these are doers. These are people who are overachievers. So they will take that as a challenge. I, I had one student who came in and wanted to be in the program. And I said, you're not ready. I said, you've got to do X, Y, and Z before you're ready. And he was so upset. He was like, what do you mean? I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm like, no, you're not. You need to go do these things. And I figured if I heard back from him, if I heard back from him, it would be, you know, six to nine months later, he called me back in three months. He'd done everything I told him to do. And he was ready to go. Okay. Because he's an overachiever. Right. I, I gave him a, a vision to climb and he freaking climbed it. He was like, I will not be denied again. Right. <laughs> so, you know, this, this threatening to fire them as clients, which is a very real threat because you should not be working with people who aren't doing the work. Right. But this, this is going to motivate them. It's that, that market that you're working with. It's going to motivate them. Right. So all of this and and for those of you out there who are listening and going, well, this sounds manipulative. It is manipulative, but it's manipulative for the person's best interests. Okay, if you don't value the program that you're doing, you won't do the work. I raised the prices on my programs until I hit the point where people got stopped getting more value. And then I brought the prices back down. Okay, I, I raised the price each time saying, okay. Are they getting more value? Are they getting more value? Are they getting more value? If they, and then when they got the same value for a different price point, I brought the price back down to the value point that it was they got the most value out of it. That's the purpose for raising the price on things is people don't value it if they don't pay for it. Okay. If they're not, the, the price is a representation of their commitment to the program. Okay. And when you have high net worth individuals, they need to pay enough for it to represent an actual commitment and not a latte. Right. So 300 bucks for them is like, you know, no big deal. It's, it's a dinner. Right. It, there's no commitment there. 
So you have to understand that when you're going through the process, you've got to make sure that the pricing is commensurate with the people that your, your target market is. Okay. All right. So any other questions? I know I've been like shooting straight at you. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I haven't let you get a word in edgewise. So, so I'm going to make space for questions. Oh no. I just feel like I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> you do and you don't. I mean, you don't really need to do anything different than what you're doing, except, you know, work on your languaging and your positioning, right? I mean, just just get the practice in. You don't have to change anything. I mean, maybe you create a sales page. Maybe you don't. Most of your stuff is going to be sold on the phone. So, you know, it doesn't really matter if you have a sales page for it or not, honestly. It was more toward my mindset toward the Mm. dollars. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about that. Okay. So, and, and this again is where you have to put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're selling to. Okay. You have to look at it from their perspective, not from your perspective. And this again is why I tell people, hang out with people who make more money than you do. Because right now you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are exactly at the same income level that you're at. And so you have very structured beliefs around what is possible in that mindset. I tell people also go out and pay a lot of money for coaching. (laughs) Because when you pay a lot of money for coaching, you will understand why people buy coaching for a lot of money. You will understand why that happens. And you will believe it can happen because you've done it. Right? So there's that, that balance point. These are the things. So... When you can put yourself in the mindset of somebody who is making that kind of money, then you can say, okay, so this is the equivalent of them spending... If I'm making three grand a month, this is the equivalent of them spending $300 on a coaching program. Okay? And you just have to understand that that's equivalent to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And so that's the that takes it out of the, oh my gosh, this is too much to charge arena, right? Because the charge isn't about you getting more money. The charge is about them committing more to the process. Okay. You want them fully committed to the process, right? And it's not a hardship. If you make $3,000 a month, $300 is usually not a hardship. It's, it's an investment, but it's not a hardship, right? If I were to ask you for a thousand dollars and make $3,000, then that's, you know, that's a lot right? But 300 bucks is an investment, not a hardship, right? And that's going to be the same for them. It's actually going to be more like that for them because they've got much more disposable income. Okay. So this is actually easier for them than the $300 because they have more disposable income. Okay. So that's step one. Step two is getting your receiving open, right? So we may have set points around money. We may have things that we feel like we can't receive. We may have, you know, I have, you know, nobody in my family makes money. I have to be poor to be part of my family. You know, we have all of those sorts of resistances, right? Um, For women in particular, if I make this much money, I make more than my husband and now I'm out of balance with him, right? That's another issue that women deal with, okay? You have to be aware of what those issues are. So, you know, you do this, this level of work, what issues are you looking at? I think it's a confidence issue that can I give them that outcome? 
for that price range? No, no, no. Not for that price range. Okay. Can you give them that outcome? Okay. I mean, the, the, the price range doesn't make a difference. Remember, the price range is just a commitment point. I would say my block is separating those then. <laughs> yeah. Remember, the price is just their level of commitment. That's all it is. Okay. You have to charge enough for them to take it seriously at their price point. Right. So the price is not anything to do with the outcome. The price is just the price. The price is how much does it take to get them to commit? That's the price. Okay. At the level that you need them to commit to get the outcome. Right. That's what the price is about. Now, then it's about what is the, you've got the commitment. Right. So now the question is, can you deliver on the outcome? And you already told me you can deliver on the outcome. You already do. You know, you told me not only that you can deliver on it, but exactly what the most optimal path is and how long it takes and the whole nine yards. You told me all of that already. You already know that that's true. Okay. So the price is just about getting them to commit. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's honest. It's honest. So what are you scared about? Oh, that's just a big change in my, like, uh, the ways of doing business, I guess. I've been doing uh, the hourly kind of therapy structure for so long that that's just going to, that's a shift that I'd have to get used to. So, and, you know, here's, here's going to be my, my suggestion to you. For the first one of these that you sell, don't spend any of the money. Stick it in a bank account and have it sit there. Okay. Because your biggest concern, I think, and and I'm going to make a guess, but this was mine. So I'm going to say maybe it's yours. Is what if I have to, what if I suck at this and I don't get them what they want and I have to give them their money back and where am I going to get that money? Oh, yeah. Although I don't have any confidence that I'll be able to fire somebody. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be something you have to work on. Definitely. Yes. 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 So you haven't, you haven't met that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she has, but you know, that's the difference between the therapist and the coach, right? A therapist isn't allowed to fire people. Okay. Um, mostly, um, but you know, this is what you have to recognize is that firing someone can be the, the crystallization moment that they needed, you know, especially some of these people are so smart that they can run rings around other people. And if you call them on their crap and you fire them, that can be a wake up call. And it can be a a moment where they suddenly decide that they respect you and they beg you to come back in and say that they'll do better. Okay. You don't know until you get there. Okay. But there are some people that are never going to be the right client for you. Okay. I have very careful systems that I put in place to keep people who are not the right fit out of my programs because those people can be toxic in in the environments that I'm creating. And one person in all the years I've been doing this snuck through. And that one person I noticed on the first call and I was like, okay, this is not a good fit. And I, I said, hang on to the end of the call. I waited till everybody else was off. I turned off the recording and I said, look, this is, I, it's clear to me that this is not going to be a good fit for you. I'm going to refund your money and I'm going to encourage you to go, go use that money to, to find something that's a better fit for you. Okay. And that, that was in service to them and to, to me and to everybody in my group because it wasn't a good fit. Right. So, you know, you just need to recognize that, that firing somebody isn't about telling them that they suck. It's about saying this isn't a good fit for you, right? 
You know, I work with people who are doers. And the only way you're going to actually get your outcome is if you're doing. And so I don't want to waste your time and money telling you I can get you something I can't get you because you're not doing the work. Better to let them go than to lead them down the primrose path, right? So what I'm going to say is don't spend any of the money from the first sale that you make. Put it in a savings account until you have an entire program built up. So some people you can do full pay versus monthly payment, the whole thing, right? But put it into a savings account and leave it there. So that you know that at any given point in time, if somebody needs their money back, you can do it. And that will remove your fear factor from your outcome stuff. Yeah, that's a nice safety net. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and you won't need it after a while, but it can serve as a savings account for your business. So it's fine. But after a while, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've got regular income coming in. I could afford to refund anybody out of the income I have. It's no big deal. And then you can turn that into a slush fund for the business and, you know, capital improvements and whatever else, right? You know, hey, I want to take this cool new course or, you know, upgrade my website or whatever. And that can be used for that. So, but it is a great way to sort of remove that fear from the process. Okay. Any, any other concerns? Not at the moment, but I'm sure they're going to bombard me as soon as I log off. (laughs) (laughs) And that always the case. (laughs) So, all right, great. Well, um, how would people find you if they, if they liked what you had to say and they fit that criteria? Oh, on my website, it's uh, elementsofhealing8.com. The number eight? Yes. So www.elementsofhealing8.com. Okay, great. And so here we go. Uh, So I'm going to tell you guys that that we have the Ascend Business Coaching Program coming up. Uh, It's probably already launched by the time this comes out. If you are uh, listening and you were like, holy crap, I really needed to hear this stuff. And then there's probably more that you need to hear too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take a look at the website. There, There is a page up there about the Ascend program. And, it, you know, if you don't, if you know you want to talk to me, just click through on the discovery call. You can pick a time to have a discovery call with me and we'll talk about it. Uh, I also do one-on-one coaching, just like I just did here, uh, called the Liminality Program uh, for people who are a little further along and needs more advanced level work. Uh, and so here we go. Let's see. Kellyism for the day. Deliver the outcome and the price is their commitment level. Those, that's your, your takeaway for the day. Uh, thanks for, for listening, guys. Uh, let Jules take it out from here. All right. Well, we will include uh, Miss Rose's information in the show notes so y'all can find her very easily. And that is all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules here with Kelly Sparta and Rose Eldreth, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, y'all. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon Within my car, I'm all alone But feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving
Are you a spiritual practitioner or a coach who is looking to be able to be more abundant in your business, but you don't really know how to do that? You'd love to create a group program, but you don't know what you would necessarily talk about. And you really just love some help in getting the business off the ground. And you really love to not have to do everything yourself. Well, then I have good news for you. My spiritual coach certification program is the way for you to be able to build a high ticket business with very little effort and to have a partner in the business along the way. We do all of the back end for you. We do all your tech. We do all of payment processing. We do all of the onboarding, all of the customer service. And all you have to do is market, sell, and deliver on your courses. So if you'd like to learn more about this program and how it might work for you, reach out to me at spiritualcoachcertification.us and set up a discovery call. I look forward to talking with you.